Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. John Scott is uh, in the studio with us this morning. Uh, John called in last week, and we were talking to him about the uh, lead paint ordinance. And he wrote me afterwards, uh, wanted to introduce himself, and uh, mentioned that he was on the board for the uh, Historic Vistula Foundation. They're getting ready to reboot that organization uh, and they've got an event coming up uh, that we're going to talk about, uh, and uh, also some new members on the board. And I mentioned earlier that uh, John owns the Wonder Bread building. He doesn't. One of the members of the board does. Uh, and the owner of Toledo Spirits. It sounds like they're getting some new blood uh, in there, and it sounds like a pretty good time uh, for the neighborhood. So we invited John to come in and uh, uh, talk about it. Thanks a lot for coming in this morning. No Appreciate problem, Fred. It. Thank you very much. Um, now, you were talking off air. We were mentioning it. You were mentioning it, Don, that you uh, moved here from uh, Baltimore. Yes, Baltimore, Baltimore Maryland. Maryland. Yes. So are, are you not from here originally? No, but what's very okay. interesting is I, I didn't realize until I started buying my, my uh, properties that my grandmother told me my great-grandmother worked at the Commodore Perry. Really? So I find this is the why I'm so passionate about Vistola. My great great grandfather lived right behind the alley of the of the properties I bought. He was a coachman at the Seacor Hotel. So I had this no weird wow. old school, you know, migration from Germany here in the late 1800s. That is kind of weird. Yeah. And you never knew that when <laughs> never. you moved here, you had no idea no. you had that connection. <laughs> no. So what was the reason? Uh, all right, because we've for years before you ever got here, for years they've talked about brain drain and uh, and the lack of young people here. What was your reason for moving here in the first place? Cost of living. Cost of living? Really? Yeah. I had a property in Baltimore I had to foreclose on. I lived uh, like a block from the Baltimore Sun. Mm-hmm. And um, when I had to fold on that, it was when you kind of had the market crisis. And um, to be honest, it was kind of no one to fold them. Yeah. So, so is that what you do for a living? You own you own property, no, I, rental well, properties. No, I, I run a labor union here in town. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Which one? Well, I represent the Smuckers plant. Oh, and you I do. I called in, yeah, about that. Oh, uh, not that's okay, long. Yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of stumbled into that. I was a factory so worker. Came, and, so when you came here, was with nothing, it, I came here with absolutely nothing. Okay, so you didn't come here because you had a job waiting for no, you or anything. I had to start over. Wow, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty ballsy. I mean, just yeah. to pick up and and move to Toledo. And your reason was cost of living. Surely there must be other places though. With they have a cost of living comparable to us. Um, somewhat. But you know what's interesting is, uh, the waterfront in Toledo was designed by the same people that did Baltimore's Inner Harbor. I feel mm-hmm. very at home here. It's yeah. like a mini Baltimore. Yeah. And then when I seen prices of homes and the fact that uh. It would be cheap enough for me to get back on my feet and start over. It just it made a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, the uh, the Roush. Well, when it first opened, the Imagination Station was supposed to be. It was designed by Roush, who designed the Inner yeah. Harbor, and it was supposed to be like a mini Harbor Inner Place. Harbor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know where the Inner Harbor and the and the marketplace there. Well, when I was there, you had one that was nothing but shops, and then yes. one that was nothing but food. Yes, yes. Man, that was awesome. But we tried to do that on a smaller scale, so yeah. we had the shops on the lower floor and all the food yes. up on the second floor and kind of a mixed match of things. But we just didn't have we didn't have the convention space right. to support it. And Baltimore had a huge convention center right there, like, what is it? It's a couple blocks yes. from the Inner Harbor. Yes, it is. You've got uh, attractions in the Inner Harbor. Is they it even have a steam plant, too. Yeah. Ironsides. 
Uh, well, yeah, the Iron Size. I mean, um, yeah, Fort McHenry. Yeah, you know, so the, the, there's yeah, definitely a historical lot of tourist aspect. attractions. And we didn't have any of that. We had well, Portside. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it just didn't work out. Um, now you living? In, are you living in the Vistula area? Yeah, right I, I live on Huron Street. Okay, and and the house that you bought. What's the historic value of it? Or okay, what, so I live in the Benjamin Franklin Wade <laughs> House, and he was okay. a U.S. Marshal for Grover Cleveland. On top of that, he was on the city council, and he owned B.F. Wade Printing Company. So he owned a lot of real estate. Um, up and down Summit Street, he was considered in the region the premier printer. Mm-hmm. He's very much a very similar story to Benjamin Franklin. Left wow. Pennsylvania, came up here, hustled with a guy on a steamboat from Baltimore, ironically, mm-hmm. and um, got his properties. So the house that you live in, does it have? Is it on the list of historic preservation? It is. It, like well, that? it's on. It's on the Ohio um, his historic list. Okay. And um, well, both both of my pro- properties are. Mm-hmm. But he. Um, no one, no one knew it. I had to go to the library to figure it out. Well, yeah, and it, so- it sounds like you did a lot of research yes. on it. So the house that you're living right now, is it still, are you still renovating it? Or is yeah, it still at renovating. a position where you're still all reno- Still renovating, but I feel like Tom Hanks in the money pit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have yeah, to have a sense of humor. Watch big hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's what brought you to us was the lead ordinance. How tough is it for you to get permission to do all the things that you need to do since you're on the Ohio preservation list. How hard is it to get through all the red tape that you want to get through? Well, to, to be honest, done? that neighborhood in particular, because there really hasn't always been that dominant um, community organization over there, there really isn't a lot of stipulations. Really? Yeah, and, and, and being that they didn't even know it was on that on that list. So mm-hmm. you, I would have to, considering if something's on the Ohio historic preservation list, it doesn't necessarily mean it falls under those guidelines either. There's, it it, it okay. means that you can apply for that status. So it has the historical significance to it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're held to those type of things. Okay. Um, most of the stuff with the lead has to do with pretty much encapsulating for the most part. Yeah. A lot of it's just, I have all the original doors, all the original trim. You pretty much have to paint all of that. Now I they have to scrape that all down first and get no, rid of not, all of that? not necessarily. They just want it encapsulated. Okay, you know, and, and most of the time that's what they'll tell you. Um, I ran into a situation. All my properties, it's hard because there aren't any comparables for that neighborhood because people aren't really buying that neighborhood. Okay, so most of the time I got all my properties through um, through land use contracts. You know, I went right to the mm-hmm. owner and said, "Look, nobody wants them. I want them. So right. let's make a deal." You know, um, what I didn't know is there was. That the house I bought was being rented prior, and there was a child in the home that was oh, eating man. windowsills. <laughs> oh, jeez! So it, it kind of got dropped on me, and I'm like, okay. But Lucas County's been very good dealing with me with that. Mm-hmm. So you've had, so you haven't had a lot of problems with that. Uh, now the the foundation itself. Are you a member of it now? The Historic Vistula Foundation. Yes, I am. I'm on the board. So it, it's funny what I, what I found in that in that neighborhood is there's a lot of people doing different things, but there's n- there wasn't any communication. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a separate thing. I end up a website. Will you do better in Toledo.com, and I do a somewhat little Instagram and thing with it. And um, I was working on some stuff already, engaging community members, trying okay. to get heroin dealing out of the neighborhood, you know, yeah. whatever I could. Yeah, you got to clean and, the um, neighborhood up first yeah, before people yeah. want to come in and invest it, in it. Exactly. And then I had met Richard Martinez and and and, and members of the board for, for Vistola. And then start, we started reaching out to, like I said, Kevin and Ambria Mikolajczyk and uh, Andrew Newby. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, uh, the Mikolajczyk's own, the Wonder Bread Building. Andrew is with Toledo Spirits. We got Maggie, the granddaughter forever at Grumpy's, that does the food trucks. Oh, yeah. They're opening the food truck park a block up from Toledo Spirits. Oh, that would be so nice. she bought that property, the old Andres. 
Excellent. So we've been reaching out to all these people like, look, now's the time, if any time, mm-hmm. to build this organization back up. And with downtown's master plan and the nautical mile, Vistola is a part of that. But when they put that together, we didn't have a neighborhood plan. You know, you kind of got left out. Exactly. Well, yeah. and, and, and we weren't very vocal. I feel like I said, a lot of those people have been that's, run down that's over That's exactly years. what it takes, yeah. And, and, and a lot of the people aged out, the people who lived there yes. who were actually doing something. They got tired yes. of waiting, and they just got old. Yeah. And, um, and, and to put a historical significance to this, in the 1890s is when everyone left that neighborhood of prominence. Mm-hmm. What, what happened was, believe it or not, that time <laughs> with the canal traffic, it was annoying to live on the river. With the sounds of frogs. I mean, this is documented in writing, right? Yeah. So everyone left in the 1890s. It's historically been um, rooming houses and boarding houses since the 1890s, mm-hmm. which, of course, brings wow, that's you a, know, really a lot of interesting yeah. characters for a long time. So we're trying to break yeah. that and bring it back to residential. So it's always kept that theme for the past over 100 years. All right. We'll talk about how successful the Historic Vistula Foundation has been. You can uh, check out their website historicvistula.org. That's historicvistula.org. And we'll talk about the event they have coming up next. It's uh, 716. We're talking with John Scott, who's a member of the uh, Historic Vistula Foundation. Uh, and they're working to, uh, well, not just to revamp the neighborhood and renovate it and uh, bring it back to uh, some kind of life, but to uh, make the changes over there to make the neighborhood, um, well, livable again, uh, for the most part. I, I don't think most people, when they think of uh, the streets that are included, uh, in that neighborhood, and most of them couldn't even name some of them, actually, uh, Swan and Eagle, and most people don't know where those are, uh, Crane, but uh, it stretches from Cherry Street to, what would you say, maybe Bush? Roughly Bush. Roughly you could push Bush. past maybe a little, but for the most part. Okay, and from the Greenbelt Parkway uh, down to Summit. So that's a, it's, a, it's a nice area. There's a real nice house over there, the Casey Pomeroy House, uh, where Crazy Cow Graphics uh, has their uh, location and I've been there a number of times. That house is great. It's actually a bed and breakfast. You can yes. you can stay there. Uh, and there are other houses in that neighborhood that have been revitalized over the years. And I remember, God, it had to be about 25 years ago. There was a whole a row of uh, older homes that they turned into condominiums at one point. I don't yeah. know how those are doing right now. How many homes are, are are you talking about at this point where you actually have people in them and renovating them at this time? <sighs> You know, <laughs> if I were to say... There, Over 50? No, I wouldn't even say that. Okay. I mean, to be honest, most 20? people are probably... There's probably about 20 of us. About 20? As far as living, yeah. What do you think you need to get the attention of the city uh, so that uh, funds are put into that area, or at least uh, the, the opportunity to ask for funds? I think we have started that now. We, we've recently... We've, we've sat down with ProMedica, the people of ProMedica, and we mm-hmm. sat down with the land bank last week. Uh, the land bank has about 10 to 15 properties personally that we're working with because okay. we want to try to market the, these homes, especially the historical aspect. And mm-hmm. if I, I touch on the one, a caddy corner to Casey Pomeroy home is 833 North Huron Street, which is the Eaton House, okay. which was Mr. Eaton that started the Lion Goods store here in town. Mm-hmm. And that's sitting there. It's in a Victorian Italianate uh, villa. Has a tower. Most people don't it's even a know. place. Yeah, most people yeah. don't even know that it's the Eaton House. Yeah. You know, and even the story behind, you know, behind that home, it's, it's, people just don't understand the uh, historical significance of that neighborhood. So what's going to, what's going to sell this neighborhood? Because, you know, the perception right now, and you discovered it, you mentioned it off air, is that a lot of Toledoans have a negative attitude towards their own city. Yes. And I discovered that when I moved here, you know, 30 some years ago, and we've been fighting against it ever since. Yes. People don't understand. 
the cost of living here is is much lower than other places. Oh, yeah, we yes. complain about taxes and levies and all that stuff, but still, you can live here so much more cheaply uh, than you can in a lot of other cities. How are you going to change the perception of that neighborhood in people's minds to to get them to invest there, to get them to even take a look at investing there? Well, I think a, a part of it is, is is rebranding that neighborhood in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, another aspect would be because uh, really we need to 180 that mindset there. Yeah. Um, the other aspect is we are part of the nautical mile and master plan. If you look, it's not many parts that that, mm-hmm. that branch off of downtown that are part of that master plan for the downtown redevelopment, and we are. Also, we pretty much are the only waterfront neighborhood right off of downtown. Yeah. I mean, the minute yeah. you cross Cherry, like I said, we're not talking about a large area, maybe six blocks by eight blocks. So um, personally, I've been you know engaging a lot of young people and bringing a lot of young people through the neighborhood and kind of just breaking down because and I grew up in Baltimore over a 20-year period watching the revitalization of areas just like Bistola, except a million times worse. Yeah. And I watched them change over decades. I, I think people need to change that mentality and think, wait a minute, I can actually buy a home for five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. You know, an actual historic Victorian, mm-hmm. you know, right off of downtown where I can park my car. It is kind of a Midwest thing to complain about parking. So It, it is. I yeah. mean, it's a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's a so, neighborhood. so here you could actually park your car and still be right off of downtown. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you can have golf carts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, you have an event coming up that's a, that's one of your bigger fundraisers. It's a tea. When does that happen, and how can people get involved? Yeah, it's going to be Friday and Saturday, June 15th and 16th. It's our fifth annual summer solstice tea. Um, it's $30 a person, and mm-hmm. essentially they do it in seatings. So you'll sit down. They have um, some sweets and savories and different teas that they brew there. They've, they've okay. done this for uh, – they do a Christmas one and they do a summer one. Um, I'll be there personally serving you if you show up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's outside, so, right? If yes, the it is. Nice? Yes, it is. They have a beautiful property. Matthew Brown House is a beautiful property. They have like a wraparound uh, wrought iron fence. To, they're, they're a corner property. Mm-hmm. And it's all set up with tables and everything. It should be a, a very nice event. All right. Once again, you can get information if you'd like. Historicvistula.org. Historicvistula.org. There's so much we haven't touched on today. Uh, go up and join them on their Facebook page, Historic Vistula Foundation, or historicvistula.org. Hey, thanks a lot for coming in today. Appreciate I appreciate it, it Fred. Look I really do. Uh- lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.